accurate blue-collar theology to shield the mind, body, and spirit. This is Full Armor Radio. Hello and thank you for tuning in to Full Armor Radio, where we continue to pursue accurate blue-collar theology. I am your host, Brandon Lockridge, and today we are picking it back up in the Belgic Confession. We are looking at Article 11 today in Belgic Confession. If you have not listened to Article uh, 10 yet, where we discussed the deity of of Jesus Christ, we talked about him uh, Uh, about Jesus being the only begotten Son, begotten from the Father. We had that whole discussion, and uh, if you, you, as I said, haven't listened to that yet, please go back and give that a listen, Article 10. Today, we are talking, as I said, about Article 11, and Article 11 is about the deity of the Holy Spirit. In fact, the title of Article 11 is, The Holy Ghost is True and Eternal God. Now, this is a bit of a shorter uh, article, shorter in length, and so um, there is. Uh, a, it's although it's a small chunk, it is. There's a lot to talk about here, so um, we're going to get right into it. So the confession says this in Article Eleven: We believe and confess also that the Holy Ghost from eternity proceeds from the Father and Son. And it uh, and therefore is neither made, created, nor begotten, but only proceeds from both, who in order is the third person of the Holy Trinity of one and the same essence, majesty and glory with the father and the son, and therefore is the true and eternal God as the Holy Scriptures teach us. All right. So, um, talking about the Holy Spirit, you know, um, the Holy Spirit seems to be the, the person of the Trinity that I think we spend the least amount of time thinking about. Uh, it's interesting. One of the, there's a great commentary. I think I've mentioned it before, uh, concerning the Belgian confession. It's this commentary that was written, uh, back in 2008, actually, and it was written by Daniel Hyde. It's called With Heart and Mouth. And uh, he talks a little bit about this idea of the sort of forgottenness of the, of the Holy Spirit. And he says this in his book. Um, he says, the Holy Spirit is relatively unknown as a person of the Godhead. The results of a past survey prove this assertion. Now, it's possible that this survey is 20 years old now because here we are, uh, actually, uh, second episode of 2024 now. And so, uh, this, as I said, commentary is written 2008. So it's probably been a little while since this survey is, um, that he's referencing here, but it says, um, the results of the past survey prove this assertion. They show that while 70% of Americans believe that Jesus would return, 61% of the same said the Holy Spirit is a symbol of God's presence or power, but is not a living entity. The saddest statistic of all was that 55% of self-proclaimed, quote, born-again Christians rejected the 
existence of the Holy Spirit. That's pretty crazy. Now, he doesn't footnote that and and mention where he received that information from or where that survey was done. So, you know, we obviously can't go and reference that, but let's just uh, assume that obviously he's not lying. <laughs> he's good. He's got that information from somewhere. Um, that's pretty incredible. And, and even if we want to discount that survey, just think about it. Think about it in your own life. How much time do you actually think, and be honest with yourself, how much time do you actually think, uh, how much time do you take thinking about the Holy Spirit? Right? I'm guilty of this too. too. We think a lot about uh, Jesus, of course. We think uh, about God the Father, but we probably don't spend a whole lot of time really thinking about the Holy Spirit and the work of the Holy Spirit and uh, the, the role and function of the Holy Spirit. And so, um, we can look at that statistic and we can say, yeah, it, that might be pretty accurate, right? Um, now let's get to this idea of what the, the confession says about the Holy Spirit. It gets into the doctrine of the Holy Spirit. How, what is the, the function and how do we, how do we see the Holy Spirit, uh, coming forth. Well, it says that the the Holy Spirit from eternity proceeds from the Father and the Son. So, what about this idea of proceeding from the Father and the Son? What does that mean? Well, um, the idea of procession or proceeding is this idea of being sent from or going forth from, right? So, the Holy Spirit uh, is sent from or goes forth from both the Father and the Son. I wanted to take a little bit of time to look at some uh, scripture today. So we're going to start with John chapter 14, and we're going to look at verse 16. It says, this is Jesus speaking. He says, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Verse 17, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him. You know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I'm going to jump down to verse 26, still in John, Gospel of John, chapter 14. Verse 26 says, But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Now I'm going to skip over to um, to uh, chapter 15, and we're going to look at chapter 15, verse 26. Verse 26 says, but the, uh, but when the helper comes, who, whom I will send to you from the father, the spirit of truth, who proceeds from the father, he will bear witness about me. So we see, uh, even in the scriptures, this idea of the spirit proceeding Proceeding there from the Father. Let's look at Acts chapter 2, and we're going to look at verses 32 and 33, uh, where it says, um, This Jesus, now, so this is Peter speaking, this Jesus God raised up, and of that we all are witnesses, being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. 
Let's look at Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We're just kind of jumping down. John, Acts, right? We're going in order of these books, aren't we? John, Acts, now we're going to Romans chapter 8, and we're going to look at verse 9. Verse 9 says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if, in fact, the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. So again, we're just seeing this idea of uh, the Spirit being emphasized and that the Spirit is the one who is with us as believers, right? Jesus talks about sending a helper, right? A teacher, a, a convictor, right? When we sin, we're convicted by the Spirit of God. And so the Spirit is with us always. Let's look at Galatians. This is going to be um, my last uh, reference, Bible reference here before we move on. Galatians chapter 4, and this is in verse 6. Uh, it says, And because you are sons, God has sent the Spirit of his Son. Okay, now this is interesting, right? So we saw the um, the Spirit in, in back in John chapter 15. Jesus refers to the Spirit as proceeding from the Father. Here, Paul is saying God has sent the Spirit of his Son. Now, this is the same Spirit. This is not a different Spirit, but the Spirit proceeds from both the Father and the Son as this article uh, article 11 says here in the confession. Uh, so continue on. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So um, the spirit proceeds from both the father and the son. Now, this uh, idea, what's interesting here is as we move forward, we look at um, Debray, who's the writer of the confession, here in Article Eleven, he's he makes some clarifications. So he says that uh, the the Holy Ghost from eternity, and he's making first of all, there's the first clarification that the Holy Spirit didn't just start somewhere and because it's a created being or something like that, just as he makes the clarification with God the Son, Jesus Christ, that he is from eternity. Also, the Holy Ghost is from eternity. So first clarification there that he proceeds from the Father and the Son. And then he says, therefore, neither is made, created, or be, nor begotten, but only proceeds from both. So he's, he's emphasizing this idea that the, the Spirit is not made, it's not created, and it's not even begotten as is Christ. We're going to talk about that in a second. Uh, but it only proceeds from both. Now, this line right here where it says, neither made, created, nor begotten, but only proceeds from both. That is actually a direct quote from the Athanasian Creed. That line is in the Athanasian Creed. So Debray obviously is in line with the great creeds of old. So when it says uh, that is neither uh, made, created, nor begotten, why is he not begotten? Well, because... Uh, the idea of begottenness is 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 the um, along with that is the idea of sonship, right? A son is begotten, and so Jesus Christ is the Son, and so only Jesus is begotten from the Father. And we talked about this idea of begotten being uh, the same 
essence, the same nature of, right? Not that Christ was created, but in uh, Article uh, e, um, uh, 10 from last episode, uh, we clarified that this idea of begotten is, is, again, not that Christ was created, but he's eternally begotten. And so the the his begottenness is uh, that he is of the same uh, kind, the same essence, the same nature of the father. Right. But he is uniquely God's son. We talked about the idea that we as Christians are adopted sons and daughters of God, but we are adopted through Christ. Christ is the only begotten son. He is the heir to the throne. We are co-heirs with Christ, but only in so far that is that we are in Christ, right? And so the spirit is not begotten because again, begottenness uh, denotes sonship. And so since Christ is the son, he is begotten, and uh, that is his his function and his role in the Godhead. Uh, sonship is not the function or or the role of the Holy Spirit. His role is different, right? So he proceeds from both the Father and the Son, and then it goes on to say who in order is the third person of the Holy Trinity, right? And so again. Uh, in line with Orthodox uh, Christianity throughout the ages, from the from the first century Christians moving forward uh, throughout the Church Fathers, Orthodox Church Fathers, we are in line uh, with this idea of the Trinity. Right? That's Trinity uh, is three, right? You can't say Trinity if there's not three. Um, triune, and so you have the. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And so uh, I want to look at a couple of quotes from uh, some other reformers. Uh, well, let's actually go the, even before that, let's go back to the days of St. Augustine. <clears throat> and let's look what Augustine said uh, in his comments on the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and this is uh, from uh, the Daniel Hyde's commentary, which has been really helpful. Highly recommend that as a side note, if you're looking for a good commentary on the Belgic Confession. Uh, but Augustine says, and the Holy Spirit, according to the Holy Scriptures, is neither of the Father alone, nor of the Son alone, but of both. And so imitates to us a mutual love wherewith the father and the son reciprocally love one another. Okay. So again, uh, this, uh, Augustine highlighting this idea that the, the spirit proceeds from both the father and the son. Uh, and, uh, in, let's see, let's go to Heinrich Bullinger. So now we're getting to the, uh, the days of the reformers in, uh, let's see in his, uh, comments here about the Holy spirit. He says, uh, the Holy ghost is the third person in the Trinity to be worshiped very God. Okay. So now we're going to, uh, the, the, the idea of that, that the spirit is the third person, right? Uh, so the, the very God proceeding from the father and the son, which enlighteneth so now he's going to talk about what is the function and the role of the Holy spirit. Uh, he enlighteneth regenerateth, sanctifieth, and fulfilleth the faithful 
with all good graces. I'm quoting directly there. So you you can thank uh, Daniel Hyde for putting that in there with that old English language. Moreover, so continuing, this is Bullinger continuing and talking about the Holy Spirit. Moreover, that he is very God of the same power, glory, majesty, and being with the Father <clears throat> and the Son, that especially proves because he is the third person in the Holy Trinity. Neither must we think that he is lesser than they, because he is reckoned in the third place. For though the blessed Trinity be remembered of us in order, yet notwithstanding, there is no degree, no time, no place, or number in the blessed Trinity. So again, uh, this uh, he, he's highlighting this idea that uh, the Holy Spirit is not lesser than, right? And and Debray says this too. He says um, that, uh, uh, in, this is at the end of Article 11, of one in the same essence, majesty and glory with the Father and the Son, and therefore is the true and eternal God as the scriptures teach us. So this is that not that just because the Spirit is the considered the third person of the Trinity, he is not lesser than God the Father or God the Son. He is equal in all respects and in every manner, right? Um, I want to take a quick look before we wrap up this episode at um, some application uh, just in regards to the Holy Spirit. So what are things that we depend on the Spirit for? In our uh, quote from Heinrich Bullinger, we actually read some of that, right? So what is the role and the function of the spirit in our lives? Um, well, the spirit, we depend on the spirit for regeneration. We depend on the spirit for sanctification, uh, for wisdom, for understanding, right? When we, when we read, uh, for example, God's word, we read through the scriptures and we're depending on the spirit for the understanding and wisdom that we gain from those scriptures. Uh, we depend on the spirit for preservation, uh, the preservation of our souls. We've been promised as believers that we are sealed in Christ and it is the spirit of God that keeps us in Christ, right? There's going to be times in our life where maybe we're, we're far from the Lord. We, we drift away and the Lord allows that for a reason, for a season, right? We, the Lord allows that to happen uh, for whatever purpose he wants that to serve. Um, but the, the Lord never lets go of us, right? That we are sealed in Christ and the spirit is there and will bring us back. And so the spirit preserves us. The spirit comforts us. The spirit empowers us. Uh, the spirit speaks truth to us. The only reason we can understand what truth is, is because uh, the spirit testifies uh, to truth. And so these are just uh, uh, several things, handful of things that the spirit, uh, that we depend on the spirit for, and the spirit does in and through our lives. Uh, there's so much more, but um, that's a that's a small list for now. And I think that that does it for us on this episode of Full Armor Radio. I want to thank you for joining me on this episode. And uh, if you'd like to get in touch with me, please contact me at fullarmorradio at iCloud.com. Please also visit the website fullarmorradio.org. And until next time, God bless. 